talking Colorado Mesa men's hoops with Mavs coach Mike DeGeorge on the team. And with us right on the team line, he is the coach of the Cover Mesa Mavericks men's basketball team, the notorious MDG Mike DeGeorge. Good morning, Mike. How are you? Morning, Jim. How are you? I'm doing well. Doing well. Uh, a little bit different week last week with the Tuesday-Thursday games at Western and then home against Westminster. And, and your guys are trying to to, to to knock away the the feel of a, of a loss, uh, the, the, of that loss to Fort Lewis and the Blizzard of Brownson. Uh, you know, let's go back to the Western game very briefly. They play at a very slow pace. You've played a very high up-tempo pace. Caused some problems early on, but then uh, you go out and really take care of business against Western on the road. It's always a tough place to get a victory, but uh, 67-45 able to uh, overcome that, uh, that that slowdown first half by the Mountaineers to to get the victory in that one. Yeah, it was a strange game. You know, they really would run like a false action. They weren't even trying to score. They would just kind of run us around on some sort of a structured play. And then they'd reset and then just try to score in the last 10 seconds. And, you know, a big part of what they're trying to do is just get fouled. So in the first half, I think they were like four of 24 from the field. And they made seven of eight free throws. So, um, you know, I felt this like, and then offensively, we were just, you know, they were playing really hard and, um, we just got up to a little bit of slow start, missed some uh, shots around the rim, and then didn't, weren't making threes, and it just really ground the game ground to a halt. So, luckily, we were able to get the tempo up a little bit as the game progressed and and separate. What was the message to your guys after that loss to Fort Lewis, leading into that game with Western? Well, I just feel like we have a team that's capable of competing for a national championship, and we haven't really played at that level yet. Um, but we feel like we got this other level there. And so, you know, from my perspective, it was just an opportunity to really have their attention and uh, and really just try to focus in on the things that are going to get us to the next level. And I was pretty hard on them. And honestly, they were a little bit, you know, they, they really had a hard time with that loss. They, you know, like it's three times now we felt like we were better than the team we got beat by. And um, so – they were struggling with it in a way that I did not anticipate. So, um, you know, but they responded well this past week to, to try to just get, uh, get back, focus on the things we can do to get better. And, and, uh, you know, if we handle this right, I think it'll be a, a real positive going into this next stretch. Um, you know, we, we do have this sense that we need to improve. And so that is really key this time of year. A lot of teams in February, don't get better and then makes March hard. And last year we had a very soft schedule the second half of February. And that sort of allowed us to relax a little bit, which was not good heading into March. Um, and this year, I think our next seven games are extremely difficult and uh, you know, we're going to have to really be ready to, to, to play at a higher level than we've been playing. Mike to George coach of the Maverick men's basketball team with us on the team sports network. How beneficial was it Mike to have maybe get out of town, you go up to Gunnison, it's a short road trip, but just to get away and, and just kind of refocus and, and for your guys to have a chance to, like I said, get away, you know, get out of town for just that, that brief period of time beneficial, you think uh, to go up to Western and, and play in that situation as opposed to maybe getting back on the, on the home floor on a Tuesday night. Yeah, I think the the thing that was most beneficial was is that we just needed to go out and play again and have some success, and then we could move on from the loss. You know, like when you have a whole other week, it just has to sit with you that long. I thought it, I think it was good for our group just to be forced to be ready to compete 
on that Tuesday and, and leave. Uh, you know, we picked up what we needed to, and now let's let's move on and get get ready for the next thing. So I think that was probably the most beneficial thing. And then you had Westminster, Utah on on Thursday night, and um, and for your basketball team, tied a, a program best with eighteen threes. Elijah Newton had tied a career best with eighteen points. He had six threes. He didn't score in the first half, but man, he was hot as a pistol, Mike, in the second half. Yeah, when he gets going, it's something, and he really hasn't had one of those games this year. So it's great to see him kind of break through. He really has been shooting the ball. Uh, you know, much better. The first semester, he, he struggled a little bit, was in a little bit of a slump. But this semester, he's really been good, and it's really more a matter of just trying to get him more opportunities on the floor um, so that he could get into a nice rhythm like that. So it was great to see. And you also uh, got a good game from from Isaac Jessup, nine points, uh, but all threes for Isaac. And, and there was one play in particular, I think it was maybe the end of the first half, where Matt Grinnicker drives the lane, kicks it, you know, pocket corner three for Isaac you know as the clock's winding down and hits the three I don't think you could have asked for for better execution of that situation uh, Mac finding Isaac and Isaac like I said had didn't have a ton of opportunity to shoot the basketball but when he did uh, he uh, he made it worth his while in that win Thursday night yeah and I, it was kind of weird we missed a lot of threes early and then you know you get the box ref game you're like wait a minute we just tied a school record for most threes in a game and it felt like we didn't shoot it very well for most you know for at least that first half and so um you know this you know we're getting it's just a different deal this year with all the threes that we're shooting and and the way we're playing offensively you just got to hang in there and stick with it and isaac is an elite shooter and you know every time he gets a good look and he misses it he gets, he's so frustrated with himself but you know we're like no one is expecting you to make them all you know just keep shooting them with confidence and it was uh, great to see him get going. Well, and and you mentioned how surprised you were to, to, to tie the school record for threes. You also had 29 assists. That was a season high, and that was just uh, a couple shy of the school record back in 1999. Did you realize that your guys had did that good of a job uh, distributing the basketball in that game? Yeah, I mean, we felt good about how they were distributing, but when I looked at the box scores, 29 assists and eight turnovers, and that has to be, you know, that's an incredible differential. And so, you know, it, it, and it was our our biggest point uh, to the week was, you know, we need to really just stay focused on playing for each other. And then we just kind of went through what that means offensively and defensively. So when the guys respond with that kind of a effort uh, assisting, you know, makes you feel like they were listening. <laughs> so that's, all, that's always good. Mike DeGeorge, coach of the Maverick men's basketball team with us. Uh, the Mavericks right now, you look at uh, the conference standings, Fort Lewis is 14-1. and one. Uh, Mavs are thirteen and one, and Colorado School School Minds is thirteen and two, and then uh, right outside of the, the the trio that I just mentioned, it's Regis nine and six. Your opponent coming up on uh, Friday night, Mike, and and for Regis, uh, they have the Offensive Player of the Week and Chase Mayo Harmon. So uh, as you mentioned, this starts to stretch of some some really good basketball teams you face on the road, beginning with the Rangers on Friday night. Yeah, we you know we kind of felt like coming out of the after you know coming out of the break over Christmas that Fort Lewis had a very difficult schedule, and and uh, and so did mine's, and then we probably had the lightest schedule of the three, and now you start looking at it, and you know we may have the toughest remaining schedule now. You know they were able to come to our place and win, and then they took apart both mine's and. Uh, and Metro this weekend and, you know, really easy fashion, more than what the score indicated. Um, so now they really have kind of not a very difficult stretch. 
until they have to go on the road the last weekend to play Mines and Metro again. And we really have a seven-game stretch that's going to be very challenging. You know, these are Regis is playing as well as anybody in the league. Uh, UCCS just beats uh, Fort Lewis on their home floor, so that's a very difficult weekend that we come home from Mines and Metro. And then three road games in five days, all with difficult travel after that. So um, it, it'll be a big challenge for us to, to get through this stretch. I mentioned that uh, Chase Mayo Harmon was the Offensive Player of the Week. He's averaging just under 17 points per game. Uh, Eddie Egan is uh, their other double-digit scorer at 11.6 points per game. Uh, those two have obviously uh, led the way offensively for the Rangers, and particularly uh, Mayo Harmon. Yeah, he's had a great year. He, you know, in the past he was just kind of just a shooter, and he's really, uh, you know, really expanded his game. He attacks the rim really hard. He's got to the free throw line a ton. Um, and then he is an elite shooter with his feet set, so um, he's he's really a big challenge. And then Egan, I've always really liked him. He's had a lot of injuries over his career, but he's healthy and and he's just a great athlete that can score off the bounce and uh, shoot the three. So he's you know both those guys give them an offensive punch, and their defensive numbers are good, and they force a lot of turnovers, and we commit a lot of turnovers. So that'll be a big challenge for us as well. Coach, when you go against two guys like that, I know Mac Renneker is going to be a huge part of your defensive game plan, reigning defensive player of the year. How do you keep him aggressive and flying around while also trying to keep him out of foul trouble, which limits his minutes at times over the course of this season? Yeah, I think Mac is doing a better job. And our, you know, it's always a, del- del- a delicate balance because you don't want him to lose his aggression. And so we've tried, tried to look at circumstances where if we could just reduce his fouls by one a game, you know, um, what, what, what are the circumstances where you could just not do that and do all the other aggressive stuff. And, you know, one of those things are, you know, uh, most people have seen him play know that if something bad happens, the, the next two minutes of energy from him is off the charts and then it ends in a foul. <laughs> so, um, you know, like we were like, hey, you play hard all the time, so you just got to handle those circumstances better and and just not get in those th- situations where, you know, they just eventually have to call a foul on you. Um, and he's really done a nice job of that this year, and and because of that, he's been in less foul trouble. But, you know, part of Mac, their Mac Renicker experience is you got to let him be him, and he's just a tremendous talent, and he plays his tail off, and yeah, you just got to let him be him, and and um, you know, and part of that is dealing with a little bit of foul trouble. I think I'm gonna start using that. We will. It the, really is the an Mac, experience. The too. Mac Rinnaker experience. We're gonna have yeah. to start to find a way to work that into broadcasts, <laughs> like moving forward. Uh, we're done with Mike DeGeorge, coach of the Maverick men's basketball team, and then after Regis on on Friday night, Saturday, you make the trip down to Colorado Springs, take on uh, UCCS. Uh, right now, they're ninth in the conference in the standings. Xavier Martinez for them has been their top scorer at almost 15 points per game. But they've got four guys right now in, in double digits. Uh, that'll be a real challenge against the Mountain Lions on Saturday. Yeah, and they've, uh, you know, they had a ton of injuries in the first semester, and they really just didn't play great for a stretch there, trying to find their identity without some key players. And they sort of adjusted, found everybody's role, and they're just playing at a way higher level. And, you know, um, and they're shooting a lot more threes, and, uh, you know, on nights where they shoot it well, it can be really challenging. And so, you know, and going over there, uh, it's always a, a difficult challenge. So it'll be it'll be a big weekend for us, for sure. All right, so I'll have coverage uh, both nights, uh, Friday and Saturday, the Maverick basketball teams at, uh, of course, Regis and UCCS 
And uh, women's coverage will start at 515 both nights, and then the men will play at uh, 730 right here on the team. Ethan Jordan will be making the trip over uh, for us uh, to call those games this weekend here on the team, CMU Sports Network. Uh, I do have to ask you, though, Mike, uh, you mentioned after the Westminster game that you didn't have to play last weekend, obviously. Uh, did you get out and watch, uh, watch Max out in Chicago? Yeah, I, I had a great trip. Luckily, the weather cooperated. I got out just before the storm and, and came back uh, just after it. So all that worked out well and got to got to spend some time with family and get over to Max's game. And he got six threes up, made a couple of them. So unfortunately, their team lost, but they're having a good year. And they could, if they win their last year, they'll win the conference championship. So it's fun to just get out and support him and, and see him. And, um, and it, it was a neat weekend. So I refresh your memory. Where's Max playing again? He's playing at Grinnell in Iowa, okay. so they shoot a ton of threes and they press the whole game, and uh, it's a really up-tempo deal. Um, and so he's having a lot of fun. He's got great teammates, and they're really having a good year. Well, we're 